valley that makes a noise. It's a sweet, sweet valley life. A sweet valley Jack and Tanner enjoy. And a sweet analysis of the sweet valley books will never annoy you. Hello and welcome to the Sweet Sweet Valley Guys. A great I big sweet, sweet excuse Valley me. I was in the, I was kind of winding up to something. I think it was Sweet Sweet Valley Boys. And I think there's a whole song that people have just heard that probably proved almost certainly proves you wrong. Can I can I start again? Y- yeah. Great. He's looking it up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ooh, I'm getting a call. You're getting a call. From Eagle, Colorado. D- well, turn it down. Or answer it. I don't give a shit, I guess. Shut up. Do your intro. Hello, and welcome to the Sweet Sweet Valley Guys, a great Headgum.com ba- okay, slash the Babysitter's Club Club slash SSVB001 Double boys. Love. Okay, it's boys. Okay. Welcome to the pilot start episode again, of the Sweet Sweet Valley Boys. Okay, well then I'll start again. Ready? Yes. Hello and welcome to the Sweet Sweet Valley Boys. Boys. A great big Sweet Valley. Hi to all the Valley girls and boys out there. I'm Sweet Valley Jack. I'm Tanner. Come on, man. What? <laughs> I'm not going to play your game. I'm not going to play your game. Get on my face. Sweet Valley Boys, I guess, has a ring to it, but Sweet Valley Guys does rhyme with Sweet Valley High. Yeah, it's I too know, late. But... It's too late. At the name of it's the show. And you I know, think if you just... were if you were doing it on your own and if you keep keep it up, you're gonna be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh Sweet Sweet Valley Guy. The Sweet Valley Guy oh, is okay. a good name for a podcast. Hi, you know? I'm Sweet Valley Jack. I'm the Sweet Valley Guy. Uh welcome to my solo podcast. Uh, the other guy quit <laughs> and uh <laughs> The other guy quit because I was being too mean to him. <laughs> he stormed um, off the set. We're doing a we're doing a, a one or two probably sweet sweet valley books um, until we uh, launch. Into we're the still waiting on all of, of our sh- all of romance hens to come to roost on yeah. the, the romance podcast. We're waiting yeah. on cover art, and, yeah. and, and keep in mind it's our fault. Yeah, we we're getting beautiful up. cover art designed yeah. by our friend Matthew New and. We waited until about a week before we were about to launch, and he was like, I'm a busy man. Yeah. You will wait for me. For you will wait for art. me, he said. Yeah. yeah. So we said, all right, we'll do a few Sweet Valleys. We'll do some Sweet Valleys, and I'm excited about this one. This week we read a novel. It was called Sweet Valley High Number 2, Secrets. Yes. These books are secrets. naughty. They're naughty, and they're full of secrets and lies. Mm. Aren't they? They're so naughty. Woo! Everyone is so naughty in this Everyone's book. so bad. <laughs> Everyone. And that includes you, too, Elizabeth Wakefield. I'm looking at you right now. Don't think you're good as gold. You're fucking naughty, too, in your own way. Yeah. I, this is the second time I've read a Sweet Valley book now. Yeah. It always... I'm going to say that this is true for every book in the series. It always follows the same pattern. It's Jessica does something conniving and hurtful. Yeah. Elizabeth suffers the consequences yeah discovers that it was jessica who did it and then sets up jessica for public embarrassment yeah (laughs) and then the book is over is that how every book is i don't know man i don't remember i've definitely read this one i've read the the previous one that we talked about uh however many months ago and i probably read a few others 
It was uh, probably three years ago. But Jesus God, what are we doing here? <laughs> um, what we like to do, I've decided, is uh, describe this novel twice. Um, okay. I'll describe it, then you describe it. I've got a big okay. bad clock handy. We'll put 60 seconds on it. You can describe the novel, but I'll do it first, kind of give you a, a, a sense of the type of tone that uh, we're going for as we talk about this book. Okay. Um, and hopefully refresh your memory about what happened. Okay. 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 All right, great. I'm going to describe this novel, and then we'll have you do it. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. If it is our truths that make us real, it is our secrets that make us alive. The secret promise in a new lover's eyes, the secret hope in an old flame's heart, the secret that Enid Weenie Rollins took a bunch of bennies and went joyriding with George Warren in the ninth grade and hit a kid? Is that what it was? In this scintillating novel about the secrets we keep and the lies we tell to keep the secrets secret, Weenie Rollins isn't the only person who's hiding something. Just look at Miss Dalton, the French teacher. She's maybe dating one of the students. What? Sweet Valley High, number two. Secrets. That's good. Yeah. You didn't cover much of the plot of the book. No, well, you know, it's like kind of stylized. And that's uh, why we have you. Yeah, yeah. That's why we and do I come it twice. In and I do. You come in I and do, do the, the brass tacks. You do the, the blue collar work. work. Yeah, exactly. You got yeah. your pickaxe. You got your Sweet <laughs> Valley pickaxe, and you're going to kind of break new ground. Yeah. Yeah, someone's got to do it, you know? Someone has the, to. They're underappreciated, the laborers yeah. in our society, and they're heroes. Yeah. And you're a hero. Honk, honk for the heroes. Yeah. There's uh, a, uh, okay. a hospice home on our drive to school mm-hmm. that, since we moved up here, has had a big sign out front that says honk for the heroes, and they just took it down a couple weeks ago. It's Like, like oh, you can't honk for the heroes anymore? Or the heroes were like honking for the heroes anymore? It was anymore? like, it's a hospice home. Could you, like... Not fucking honk. <laughs> Those poor old people. <laughs> like, Jesus. All day, every day, just honking. It's like, I'm trying to die here, all right? <sighs> Leave me alone. Uh, what am I doing? Um, I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big bad clock that I happen to have handy, and during those 60 seconds, you will describe every single thing that happens in this scintillating novel. Okay. You ready? Yes. Okay, in five, four... Eeny Weeny Rollins is starting okay. to get a lot of pen pal letters in the mail from her friend George, who she used to do crimes with and drugs with, and he went to rehab and she cleaned herself up. And she is anxious that her boyfriend Ronnie is going to discover these letters and confides in Elizabeth and says, George and I are just friends. I'm not interested in him sexually. I am interested in Ronnie sexually. But I'm anxious about this. Elizabeth said, it's fine. It's nothing to worry about. Reveal it to Ronnie or don't. It doesn't matter. Jessica Wakefield wants to be the queen of the prom. And she wants Bruce Pac-Man to be the king of the prom. So she's trying to figure out some way to maneuver it so that he becomes king and she becomes queen. So that they can do a big kiss. And she discovers the letter from George and uses it to sabotage the relationship of Eenie Weenie. 
and Ro- Ronnie, and then she takes Ronnie to the dance, thus cementing herself as the queen. But Pac-Man doesn't get it. Uh, Wesley and Snipes gets it. That's not his name. Winston Egbert gets it. Yeah, and she sabotages. Um, she kind of sab- This is kind of what I was talking about, Elizabeth. It's like Winston Egbert is the big nerd of the school, and he's like nice, and he's friends with Elizabeth. But also, like, I think he's he's the kind of nerd who's like cool. Yeah, he's cool. He's like, like people friends like with him. Todd Wake. Todd, what's his name? The like the it's handsome not football guy. It's, no, it's yeah, Elizabeth's boyfriend. Elizabeth's boyfriend, Todd. He's like yeah. he's like a cool, fun nerd. And, but like Jessica th- hates him and thinks he's a lame loser, and he's in love with her. And so it's like. Elizabeth is like, I'm going to do this like fucking crazy trick on Jessica and make her date the nerd, like have to be like queen to the nerd as king. And it's like, that's going to backfire. Like Egbert is going to be the fucking victim of this. Yeah, that's also mean. Like that sucks, dude. You've turned Egbert into like a fucking joke. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a prop in your cruel that prank. fucking sucks. You did a great job of describing this novel. Yeah, I should say the one thing I miss is, is Elizabeth becomes aware of Jessica's plot and yeah. then uses her... Like shouts and murmurs article to get to propel Winston Egbert into the the kingdom. Yeah, the secrets in this book are like pretty intense. Like Enid Weenie Rollins, for people who don't know the Sweet Valley High series, is like certainly from like the last book. What we learned about her is that she's like a a, a do gooder fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like like the secret, like the, like literally, this book opens with. Weenie Rollins like being sad and Elizabeth's like what are you sad about and she's like well like my like old boyfriend who I used to like do fucking like bennies with and like uppers and shit and like fucking joy around right around the town and we like hit a fucking kid <laughs> like before yeah. I went to rehab like I also is, like I, <laughs> I, I was back. so confused about Enid Rollins I was like I thought in my mind, I had pictured her as sort of a Mallory Pikes tor- type, where it's like, yeah, sort of nerdy, sort yeah. of like you know, like glasses and frazz- frazzled hair. So I googled Enid Rollins, Sweet Valley High, yeah, to just kind of get a sense of who she is, and she's yeah. a hottie. She's a hottie, which like you kind of get in this, you know. I mean, like, she's dating like these studs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's I think, definitely I think depicted. Maybe everyone in Sweet Valley High is. A I think everyone's handsome, probably including Winston Egbert. Yeah. In fact, I'm just going to Google it right now. Winston Egbert. Egbert. Sweet Valley High. Sweet Valley High. Let's okay. see what he looks like. Um, not Winston. He's not good looking. Well, he's just sort of a wiener. Okay. Yeah, he's not. I don't think he's like a bad looking guy. He's just sort of a wiener. Yeah, he looks good. He looks like like Leonardo DiCaprio in Basketball Diaries. Um, let's talk more about this fantastic novel, shall we? Please. Let's talk about um, the guys in it. Who shall we talk about first? I want to talk about Bruce Pac-Man. 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 Can I do my power ranking real quick? Okay, yeah, let's do a power From ranking. From Hottie to Naughty. Yeah, this is a new segment. It's called From Hottie to Naughty. Power Rankings. And, uh, yeah. Tanner is in charge of it. Here's number one with a bullet, George. George is the hottiest. Yeah. George comes back into Enid's life. He's clean. He's sober. He's gotten himself pulled together, and he is a slab of hunky man meat now. I, I like he to- He turns um, heads everywhere he goes. Put an asterisk in that okay. and uh, come back with some- 
counter evidence, though I do think I do agree that he turns heads. But let's let's hear your power rankings before I do that. Number two, Bruce Pac-Man, hottest guy in school. Hot, very handsome, and so yep. rich. Number three, Ronnie. What about Todd, man? I think Todd's probably better. Looking. Oh, Todd. Number three, Todd. Yeah. Number because f- I think Ronnie and Todd, looks wise, are probably comparable. Yeah. But I think. Todd has a better personality and is a nice Ron guy. is a real asshole in this. Like, yeah. he's, like, very jealous about Weenie Rollins, and he, like, is, like, aggressive with her in the car because, like, he found I think he letter. is sexy, though. Oh, he's very definitely sexy, yeah. So number four, Ronnie. Number five, Winston Egbert. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, let me read you this passage uh, and and also to the um, – do we decide what we call um, listeners of this podcast? Um, Valley Girls? And boys? No, just girls. I don't think so. Okay. Valley. Heads. V- v- is there a pun on Valium? No, definitely not. We'll work okay. on it. But uh, this is for everybody. Ready? Listen to this. What was that um, Gawker blog? Valley Wags. Valley Wag. Wags. <laughs> that's, that's like a reference for no one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure if I could remember what Valley Wag was about. Was it just LA, like the LA? Valley Wag scene? was like, wasn't it tech? Was it? Yeah, I think it was like tech. It was like tech gossip. Oh, Silicon Valley gossip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nailed it. Didn't okay. they have an LA blog? I don't know, man. We can't talk about it. I miss Gawker. <laughs> I like do and don't. I was like, I was looking at a thing. I ended up down some rabbit hole recently where um, the staff of Jezebel wrote Deadspin for a day, and the staff of Deadspin wrote Jezebel for a day. And I was like, that's I've missed the days when like content was like people came up with cool when shit we, like that when we tried. Yeah, we tried, didn't fun. we? We tried. Yep. Let me do, read this passage for you and everybody for the Valley Wags. Please. Ready? Yep. So this is when George, so George Warren, Weenie Rollins ends up taking George to the dance. Like, um, Ronnie really shoots himself in the foot. His jealousy over, like, reading this letter that Jessica fucking slips into his locker, like, is unfounded. She is, she is just friends with George. Yeah, but he like goes into a rage and then like basically throws her into his willing arms. Like when he shows up at school, she's like, "Damn, you're fucking hot. Let's, I'm free. Let now we're dating." Yeah, but um, this is listen to this. He's it's, not here to stay though. He's just coming to visit. I think he lives in like Florida or something. It's tough to say. Ready? Here we go. Listen to this. This couldn't be the same George Warren she'd last seen two years ago. The boy standing before her now was at least a foot taller. A tower of tanned muscle topped by a gorgeous white smile and the sexiest eyes Enid had ever been hypnotized by. He was dressed in a suit and tie that made him look even more irresistible. She stepped forward as if in a trance to take the hand he held out to her. I know I should have called first. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Oops. I know I should have called first, he said in a deep baritone. But I was afraid maybe you'd tell me not to come over. Somehow I just couldn't stand the idea of not being able to see you, Enid. With his sexy eyes. It's, um, you know, I've made this reference before, but it's like the, um, the beast in Blade 2, I think. Mm. It's like a tower of tanned muscle, and, like, all you can see on top of it is, like, a white smile somehow. So it's just like a muscular mass. Right. And there's, like, a smile and, like, these sexy eyes kind of i guess like in or on it looking up the beast from blade 2 i think it's that's blade not, that's 2 that's returning zero results the monster i'm getting the, pictures of knives same with the monster and blade blade monster blade monster 
Monster Blade Two. I think it's two. It could be one. I don't hold me to it. Oh, okay. It's is it a big guy whose mouth opens up really wide? It's like he's just like a, a mass of flesh, kind of. You you're thinking about the guy who we talked about once. Yeah, he like fills up a room somehow. Yeah. Uh, t- tell me if this doesn't sound like that. A tower of tanned muscle topped by a gorgeous white smile. Pearl. Okay, yeah. Pearl is the guy's name in Blade. Yeah. So he's kind of freaky to me. Yeah, and he's got s- sexy eyes. Yeah, which like makes it all the all the more scary, I think. Confuses me. It's like, what does that mean? Is his eyes like... Penis? Oh, like the eyes are sexy. Because the, the rest of him is like a hideous mess. Right. Like, but there's something about his eyes. I think eyes his eyes are his sex organ. That's sexy. Okay, that makes... Oh, so it's sexy in the sort of like... Clinical. Clinical sense. It's sexual. It's his sex organs. So it's like, it's like when you go to the doctor and the doctor's like, okay, look, if you can't tell me like where the rash is, like, I can't fucking help you. And you're like, it's in a sexy place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um... Did you assume the doctor was a man? It wasn't. Oh, uh, wasn't it? No. Oh, God, I did assume it was a man. <laughs> Jesus. That's fucking embarrassing. Um, listen to what else George can do. My doctor's not even a man. Why would I assume it's a man? It's fucking, it's, it's entrenched, man. It's like inside you. It's like, it's, it's not your fault, but it is. That's, you know? That's the patriarchy. Yeah. You know? Listen to this. Listen, Enid, George said, engulfing her hand in his large, warm grasp. I just talked to Winston, and he told me everything that's been going on. I just want you to know I'm really sorry if my letters got you in any trouble. Trouble? Enid forgot she'd ever had any troubles. The electric sensation of his touch traveled up her arm, tingling throughout her body. So he's like an electromancer. Yeah. I think so. I think he's probably... I don't know if that exists in the um, Avatar universe. And not Avatar Pandora. Avatar The Last Airbender. Last Airbender, thank you, because I did my mind went right to right to Pandora, which yeah. shows what kind of guy there's two kinds of people, you know? <laughs> yeah. You, you when you hear Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. And I know and, and be honest. Yeah. Yeah. No one isn't better than the other. No. You know, but yeah. Um I don't think there's electric type airbenders in Okay. Well, this is Francine's world. I had an interview recently. I was doing an interview recently, Mm -hmm. conducting an interview recently with a candidate for a job. Yeah. And this candidate, sort of in the end of the interview in in the small talk session, said like, oh, by the way, like, what kind of bender are you? Cool. And out of context, I was just like, what What the fuck is this person talking about? (laughs) And they were like, oh, I found a quiz you did for a major media company called oh. what type of bender are you and i was like oh i have to admit something i've literally never seen an episode of <laughs> avatar the last bender airbender in my life oh you really disappointed somebody they were pretty disappointed yeah that's a bummer man never meet your heroes you know never meet your heroes yeah i think um, i got waterbender and i don't know if that's good or not okay that's interesting ring Taking ring the quiz that isn't a waterbender and i guess they're what ring ring there's like airbenders obviously ring ring i think it's air Earth, yeah. ring, water, ring. and fire. Okay, so it's like Captain Planet. Ring, ring. And I planet. think, well, no, there's no heart. Ring, I think, ring. um, I think ring, ring. that waterbenders can ring, ring. bend people's blood. 
and ring, kill ring. them? Is your phone like, I can suck all the I know it is, but I'm recording ring, a podcast. I can't just answer it. It's the phone call right Just now. answer it because it's driving me crazy. Ring, ring. Hello? <clears throat> Hello? Is this Chuck? No, is it Tanner, green ring? I'm calling for Chuck Winchester. I'm sorry, you have the wrong number. Okay. <laughs> it was the wrong number anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> ring, ring. <laughs> sorry, they're calling. <laughs> they're calling back. <laughs> Hello? Hello, can I speak with Chuck Winchester, please? <laughs> Yeah, um, yes, this is Chuck Winchester. Chuck! Yeah, all, all crazy. Sorry, all, who is this? This is, um, um. Deflator Mouse? No, uh, Crispin Deflator Mouse? No, this is, um, Cristiano La Traviata. Okay. Uh, um, and how are you today? And remind me, do I know you? I'm from the Oracle. I've heard about your work at the uh, Stony Brook Gazette. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm the editor in chief of the um, the Oracle. I understand from uh, from the the folks over at the Stony Brook Gazette that you're um, you're currently in the midst uh, of trying to untangle the situation with the Iran Contra affair. Uh, yes, I'm in Iran right okay. now. Okay, and you're pretty close to uh, unraveling playing Contra. It? it sounds like you've been, <laughs> you've been there for a few Contra years. Contra three, yeah, yeah. They're challenging games. Yeah, okay. I don't know if you've played them. Uh, tell me, is Oliver North involved? We don't know. It's 1983. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't beaten the games yet. <laughs> okay. I think they're aliens, though, so I don't think Oliver North would I loved the work that you did on uh, the situation in Burma, and we do say Burma now because it's 1983. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't say Myanmar yet. Yeah. Um, I've just always been an admirer of your work and I was Thank wondering, you. uh, if I could, I know you're in the midst of, you know, something pretty, that seems pretty important. Yeah, I'd say. But, um, I've got a few plum assignments for you that might entice you to come over and, uh, work for the I Oracle. I like plums. Um, what I mean is a few assignments that might help you make your name. I'm already a, I think Pulitzer winner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you have a few Pulitzer. How much more name do I? And need? I love I didn't. You didn't win an award for it, but I love the thing you did about the Miss Stony Brook pageant. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I should have won an award for that. I had my PR people really push it. But... Listen, let me run a few things by you. You don't have to take these, and I know you're busy, and I know you're working on something that's probably going to get you another Pulitzer. But here at the Oracle, you know, we're like we're a hungry young startup newspaper. We think we're mm. going to be the future. Mm. Um. How does I'm going to run a couple by you. How does this sound to you? Ready? How does yeah. this? It's uh, Sweet Valley Oracle, by the way. Sweet Valley. Sweet Valley. California. California. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Listen, Here. how about this? How does this strike you? How does this strike your uh, hungry investigative reporter's mind? Okay. Hit me. Winston Egbert took a wrong turn down a one-way street during driver's ed. Winston Egbert took the wrong way. He took a wrong turn oh, down he, a one-way street during driver's ed. He killed someone? Uh, no, not that we know of. Here's, where, here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Investigative podcast. Mm-hmm. High production values. String people along for maybe a 12-episode season. Okay. And then you kind of end with like... Did he do it? Didn't uh, he do we it? We couldn't really I don't find know. out. And it's all... Yeah, and then it's just kind of how you... It sort of peters out. I like that end. a it's lot. Like, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, I got two more for you. Uh, the droids are playing the fall dance. What droids? The droids. Uh, it doesn't say. Uh, 
It just says that the droids are playing the fall dance. Okay. Could be BB-8. I could pitch this to Valleywag, I think. <laughs> okay. Sort of a tech piece, you know. All right, I've got one more for you. Um, Miss Dalton may be dating Ken Matthews, and she's the French teacher, and he's like a fucking student. And like, oh, that's very sexy. I that's feel like very sexy. That should be national news, but the way people are handling it within the school is more like a interesting piece of gossip, and not like well, she's a pretty like young a massive teacher, right? scandal. I mean, she's like yeah. in her mid twenties, and he's and uh, he's what like a fifteen, seventeen, probably. <laughs> It's like it's not okay. That is an issue. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But we can't prove it. I don't think I want to touch that one. It sounds like something for the Steve Wilco show. Okay. All right. Well, that's all I've got. You know the Steve Wilco show? I don't. I've never heard of it. Steve Wilco is um, Jerry Springer's bodyguard. Okay. On the on the Jerry Springer show, he's the guy who would come out and like if anyone got in a fight, he would pull them apart. Wait, Jerry Springer has a show. Isn't, oh, shit. Can you sing the Jack Google song just very, very quickly? No, that's the Tanner Google song. Oh. All around me are familiar faces. Jack Googles, Jack Googles. Isn't Jerry Springer currently a congressman? Um... It's a different Jerry Springer. Surely the the Jerry Springer who just last year sought the Democratic nomination for governor of Ohio isn't going to go on to have a TV show. Entirely different guy. Entirely different guy. Okay. Different guy. Okay. My sister, when when I moved up here to Connecticut. Okay. So the Jerry Springer show. I thought you were in Iran. Sorry. Sidebar. Yeah. It's Tanner. Okay. When I moved to Connecticut. can we? Could I just maybe say goodbye to uh, to Chuck, and then we can? Hear oh, it? you're done. Yeah, that's all I got, really. And it sounds okay. like you're not interested in joining the Oracle. Well, I tell you what, Cristiano. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for calling me here in Iran. <laughs> yeah. My satellite phone. The uh, minutes on this thing are insanely expensive. Yeah. You would not believe. Okay. Um, but it was worth having this little conversation with you. I'm gonna pass. Okay. I still do need to beat Contra. Okay. <laughs> which is why I'm here in Iran. But thank you for your time, you know? You're it's welcome. It's a real pleasure. Keep me in mind if anything, you know, juicier comes along. Okay. Well, you're the greatest. Thank you. Okay. Goodbye. When I moved to <laughs> Connecticut yeah. a year ago, my sister texted me. Okay. And she said, ooh, now you're even closer to where they filmed Jerry Springer. Okay. You should go to a taping of Jerry Springer in Stamford, Connecticut. Okay. And I sent her a Google Maps link that said it showed my previous address in Brooklyn <laughs> and the directions to Stamford, Connecticut, which was about one hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And then I showed her the directions from my current house in central Connecticut to Stamford, Connecticut, and it was about like one hour and 45 minutes. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the literal definition of triangulation. <laughs> yeah, I gave you three points on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need. <laughs> That's all you need. Um, What else should we say about the book? 
Uh, Bruce Patman. Oh, I was just gonna say about Bruce Patman. We were doing. We did our uh, hottie to naughty power rankings. Um, waka, Bruce Patman is waka. the fucking joker, man. Like the shit that comes out uh, of this guy's so? mouth. I, like, he's a creep. He's like sort of weird. He's weird. Like he's like he's got this like joker energy. Yeah. Um, here's one conversation that Bruce Patman has with Jessica. She's like so into him, and he's like not that into her. But listen he to this. Care. This is not a a person who's right in his mind. Yeah, he's, he's disturbed. Well, well, if it isn't Little Bo Peep, drawled. do it like Joker. Do it like um, do it like Heath Ledger Joker. I don't really uh, remember. Well, well, if it isn't, well, wow. Well. Oh, he kind of like swallows his words, right? And he and he's got sort of this like his his like inflection is like all over the place. Okay, you know? I'm gonna try it. I haven't seen the movie in a while, so cut me some slack. Well, well. If it isn't little Bo Peep, drawled Bruce as Jessica fell in step beside him. He raked her over with a flick of his heavy-lidded blue eyes. Lost any sheep lately? (laughs) That is, you nailed sort of the most maniacal Joker character. (laughs) Jessica laughed as if this were the funniest joke in the world. Bruce Patman could recite the Gettysburg Address in Pig Latin and have all the girls in school hanging on his every word. I don't know what you're talking about, Bruce, she parried, fluttering her lashes at him. I'm practically the loneliest girl in the whole school. Would you believe I don't even have a date to the dance yet? I'll bet Egbert would take you. I hear he's really got the hots for you. Jessica made a disgusted noise. He's the last boy on earth I'd want to go with. I mean, honestly. He's like some kind of of cartoon. Bruce chuckled. Sure, old Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Winston's for you, though. Like, what the fuck? What is he talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like riddles. Sure, old Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah. It's a really weird way of talking to someone. It is a weird way of talking to someone. I can't figure this guy out because he he expresses no interest in Jessica. Yeah. But then, like, at the dance, like, is, like, eye-fucking her the entire time. He's, like, I think he's just got this, like, sociopathic energy is what I'm picking up on. Because she, like, he's, like, giving her the eye, but then, like, she, like, ends up being the queen that Egbert's king. And he's, like, LOL, good luck with that. (laughs) Like, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't. I think he's cool. (laughs) I think he's cool, and I do think he wants to, like, boink Jessica. Yeah, and he's cool enough to, like, not be... Like, everyone else is, like, fucking, like, over the top with that shit, and he's cool enough to be like, I can, like, contain this desire and also, like, be cool about it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Unlike literally everyone else in the school. Can I introduce a new segment? Please, yeah. Mm. It's called Embarrassing Confessions with Jack and Tanner. Perfect. And it's where we find a passage in, in this book that reminds us of something embarrassing we did at one time. Okay. And it doesn't have to be both of us, necessarily. It doesn't have to be, but it yeah. c- should be and could be. Yeah. It should be. Yeah. Um, just for the sake of, like, you know. Parallel construction. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. B- booing one another. Like when you I know? say, I'm Sweet Valley Jack, and then you say. I'm Tanner. Yeah. I'm sorry, Elizabeth said. Really, I am. It's just that I can't believe anything you did could be as terrible as all that. She's talking to Enid. Enid took a deep, shaky breath, then blurted, Try a police record, then. You? In spite of herself, Elizabeth couldn't help being shocked. Yeah, me. Oh, I know, you're thinking straight as an arrow, Enid. But I wasn't always so straight. Uh Uh-oh. 
And here's my embarrassing uh, confession, Jack. When I was, I would think, maybe 16, 15, 16, I did everything in my power to convince all of my friends and coworkers at McDonald's Mm -hmm. that I had been, at one point in my life, a very heavy smoker. Okay. And then I had given it up. (laughs) Why? I don't. Because he thought it would give you like some cachet. I thought it would give me some cachet, and I was like, "Oh yeah, no, I smoked for many. I smoked from like twelve. Oh god. So anytime someone would light a cigarette, you'd be like, "Oh man, get that away from me, man! I can't even look at him." Literally, literally. (laughs) And then I had a manager at McDonald's when I was sixteen. Yeah, who was a prick. And one time I was, I had a cold, and I was like coughing in Mm -hmm. the back room. And he was like passing by and he's like, sounds like a real smoker's cough. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, tell me about it. And like, <laughs> 16-year-old Tanner had absolutely no idea That's, that he was giving me shit. But. Of all the things you could invent in your past to like make you cool, it's so lame. I don't know. I don't even remember why. It was just like it was so insignificant. It didn't matter. I've never smoked. I've never smoked in my life. Well, you, Now tobacco. that I'm hearing you say that. I think it would be more interesting if you used to be a very heavy smoker. Is it? Would it? Would it? Yeah. Now it make. Now I'm 37. Now I can like tell that story. Do you, I used to be a very heavy smoker. I smoked a pack a day for a long time, and the way that I quit was I was in Rome, living in Rome by myself, and I didn't know anybody, and I was just like chain smoking and drinking um, like cheap Roman beer on the bus all day. <laughs> I would like get on the I would get up, I would like smoke a bunch of cigarettes and then I would like buy a cheap Roman beer and like get on the bus and ride around the city and be like, Why did I move to Rome? Um and then eventually I was like, I have to quit smoking because it's like it's like not helping. That's the problem. And so what I did was like I got like I got a whole bottle this is before I was vegan, I got a whole bottle of Bailey's Irish cream and I drank all of it. I woke up one morning and I drank all of it, like the entirety of it, so that I couldn't leave the house and just like sat in the bath <laughs> for a whole right, day. So you just, did like, have an embarrassing confession. Not being able to like leave the apartment to get cigarettes. You made it seem like you weren't going to have one, but you, and yours that was is like maybe more embarrassing than how mine. The, how the fever broke. Right. That's cool. You, but you that's, detox yourself. I detoxed myself. Kind with of. With a bottle of Bailey's. <laughs> You know? But that's, that's cool takes. confessions. That's cool confessions. Yeah. Mine was cool, too? Yours was cool, too, and the segment's now called Cool Confessions with Jack and Tanner, and uh, we have, ch- have to take a break, don't we? Okay. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back. Yep. Okay. Bye. And we're back, and I'd like to introduce a segment. Okay. And it's called... Jack and Tanner. Oh my god, why she come out here with this crane on like she had a dark cave? Fashion experts? Why are we ain't got no shoes on? Girl, no. <laughs> All them sweaters. Um, and it's where we try to see, uh, talk about the fashion in the book. And I've got a, a few, honestly. There's a lot of fashion in this novel, and I didn't understand it for the most part 
Yeah, they talk um, about fashion a lot in this book because it's yeah. prom season. It's prom season. It's the fall dance. It's a fall in the fall dance, isn't it? It's, uh, so we're all getting dressed up. We're all putting on our yeah. fanciest outfits. We're all renting tuxes from the mall. I wonder if it's a Halloween hop. <sighs> I don't know if it's hard to tell with um, California. Yeah, because it's like the the weather's always favorable. Yeah, so it's hard to tell when it's Halloween. You know, the yeah. the Babysitters Club books, which we read all of, broadcast oh, yeah. it very clearly. Yeah, they make you know? it clear. But this, we know that it's it's called the Fall Dance. Um, okay. And what is a fall dance if not a Halloween hop? So it's interesting. It's just a way for Francine to kind of nod at um, at what the Babysitters Club was going to do three years later. Maybe it's the fall of Lucifer. Oh, it could be the fall of Lucifer. Interesting. The fall the of fall. dance. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And that actually makes a lot more sense. Yep. Um, Challenge God. Yeah. Um, I think s- said that he didn't love God's creation. Yeah, I think something like, like the that. other angels did. Yeah, and then and was you know, there's from heaven. all the stuff with the tree, the fruit of the tree of the of knowledge of good and evil, and then mm-hmm. you know, then here we are now in our fallen state. So thanks for that, Lucifer. Yeah. Um, let's read some of the fashion, and we can kind of just talk about it. Um, people like fashion, and these books have a lot of fashion, and we like to talk about it. Here's one fashion. Ready? Yeah. Listen to this. You look sexy. If that's what you want to know, comment. Thank you. No, it's for, I'm reading the book oh, sorry. from the book. Yeah. You look sexy, if that's what you want to know, commented Elizabeth, scarcely looking up from the ironing board as she finished pressing the ruffled hem of her own slightly less revealing voile gown. Spell it. V-O-I-L-E. I think it's supposed to be vol. That's the only thing I could think. V-O-I-L-E? Yeah, I think it's vol. I think it's a vol gown. Vol is like, a kind of mink? A vole is like a kind of rodent. It's like a small rodent. So she's yeah. got a, a gown, which is a dress. Yeah. And it's it's made out of the fur. Of like a little... Voile means sail in French, I think. Okay. So maybe it's a sail. sailcloth. Like heavy waxed <laughs> yeah. cloth with like big rivets in it. Or it could just be like a sail. Like it's a gown that has like a fucking sail on it that she can like like hold oh, so up. Oh, she if can it gets sort of windy. like draft. Yeah, yeah, and she could draft off of it. Just sort of like helps propel her. And it's got a ruffle, a ruffled hem, which is like people don't know this, but it's like I mean, if you've ever seen like I've had like, my jeans artwork from the Elizabethan era, they have these kind of like big kind of ruffled white oh, hem. Like it's called a ruffled hem. Yeah, and they they wear them around their neck. Yeah. So she's got this like sailcloth gown probably i don't know if it's vol i don't think maybe it's not voles that was a mistake could be could be yeah could be could yeah. be i think voles are tiny yeah so it's probably like so thousands you have to of get a lot of voles voles yeah. shaped yeah. into like a sailboat sail that she's yeah. not using as a sailboat sail she's using it as a gown yeah and, and on it's top, beautiful she's got one of those shakespearean rubs. and it says that it's like it's kind it see it implies that it's kind of revealing <laughs> Kind I mean, of. it's revealing about the kind, kind of person of. she is. It's, Not, the kind of, it's revealing about the kind of person she is. If you're yeah, going to, exactly. as an animal rights person, if you're going to wear an animal, wear a big animal because fewer of them have to die for your gown. Like, if you're wearing a vole gown. Oh, it's about math for you people. It's about math for us people. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that, about the. Yeah. If by us people you mean mass. utilitarians, then yes, it is about math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But that's so, it's a, it's revealing about who she is. That she's also, but she like it, in that case, for this what guy. you want to do is you want to kill a person because the skin is already sort of like tailor made to your body shape. That's you know? a good point. So you don't even have to bother a tailor. <laughs> yeah, you can kill one person and not bother anyone else and just wear their skin. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fu- actually okay. Yeah, and if you're lucky, that person will consent to it. Yeah, yeah, and then you have don't have it on your for. conscience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have any fashion you'd like to talk about? Because I've got a few more. I'm trying to figure out this one. Okay, yeah. I can't wait for the voting to start, Jessica whispered to Elizabeth. Sorry. I can't wait for the voting to start. Okay, thank you. Jessica whispered to Elizabeth. Me neither, Elizabeth answered, wondering if her sister would be so anxious to win if she knew what was in store for her. Elizabeth spotted Caroline Pierce looking hideously girlish in a ruffled pink organdy dress organdy. that clashed with her hair. Ruffle, wow. I understand. It's Shakespeare's. It's Shakespeare's. It's like a, rough. yeah, it's it's a, a ruffled hem is the technical term, but it's like, it's it, you have it on your neck and it looks like Shakespeare. Pink, I understand. It's a color. Yeah. Dress, I understand. It's like a long organdy shirt. Organdy is like. Organdy, what I read, when I read it, I was like, oh, typo. What it yeah. meant is orangey. Yeah. But I don't. No, if that's the case. Organdy. I think it's organs. It must be organs. It's organs. Right? It's got like organs kind of dangling on it. And it's that, made that's, out of organs. And this that's is back somebody to who uses stuff. the whole body, right? They made a skin. They did a skin suit. And they're like, I'm oh, going to use the whole thing. That's perfect. And I'm going to make a second dress that's just got like kind of organ ornaments. That's perfect. That And so yeah. sh- this Claire character and Jessica hooked up and they're like, I get the skin. You get the organs. Yeah. Let's make lots of money. Let's make lo- lots of money. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I love the fashion in this book. Um, I've got another one if you'd like to hear one. Hit me. Elizabeth couldn't believe it when she turned and saw Enid floating in on the arm of an okay, what? of an absolutely gorgeous boy. Let's talk about that before we move any further. Elizabeth couldn't believe it when she turned and saw Enid floating in on the arm of an absolutely gorgeous boy. So it's like Silver Surfer. Yeah. Except instead of a surfboard, it's an arm. And it's pretty sexy because this is kind of what we call arm stuff in yeah, the business. Yeah. But so that's fascinating. So, oh, she's like, she's like riding. She's riding. She's surfing on it. Yeah. Okay. That's cool as hell. She was glowing with excitement. Well, and I think Silver Surfer does that too. It's the cosmic, yeah. <laughs> it's the cosmic energy, you know. Her cheeks flushed, her eyes shining. It's also Silver, Silver Surfer. Surfer. Yep. yep. She wore a pale mauve off-the-shoulder dress that showed off her slender figure yeah, to perfection. Her hair was pulled back. Is it mauve? No, it's surely mauve. M-A-U-V-E. Yeah. Mauve. Okay, you're the boss. I, I don't know. <laughs> I've only ever seen it written. Her hair was pulled back, anchored by delicate mother-of-pearl combs. The shim- So that's the anchor is like, it's kind of, I guess it's like a sailing theme. Yeah, there's mother-of-pearl, which I guess is, Clams. Okay, the, a clam is the mother of pearl. The clam gives the birth pearl. to the pearl, right? Okay, so she's her hair is being like pulled down by these like heavy clams. Clams. Yeah. Okay, um, and and so uh, the thing that I really honed in on here—it's a weird way to phrase it. It's like saying that like bees are the mother of honey. You know? Yeah, it's actually kind of beautiful. It is kind of beautiful. It's eloquent. Yeah, yeah it's nice. It's really eloquent. It's something that Francine does really well. Um, I just wanted to explain for folks what an off-the-shoulder dress is. It's basically a cape. Okay. 
Like you have a dress, like it, like you're not wearing the dress the way you would normally put it on. You're just like attaching it to your shoulders. To Sounds your, like, like, like a poncho. And just hanging it back off of your shoulder. Oh, That's so you're fully means. exposed in the front. I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, you have, you pre- presumably have epaulettes uh, or shoulder pads, something to like hang the, the cape dress from. But that's what off the shoulder means, I think. Like M. Bison, those really big ones. <laughs> yeah, a lot like M. Bison, yeah. <laughs> Maybe big enough that they cover your bosoms. Yeah. You know? Because I don't think it's appropriate to go to school dance f- fully frontal naked. It's not. Yeah. I yeah. tried. Yeah. <laughs> I got kicked out of the school dance. Yeah, but your your embarrassing confession is that you pretended you used to smoke. <laughs> oh, I've got lots of embarrassing confessions. Yeah, okay, I think this yeah. segment has you a lot of legs. You've got to save them. Yeah, okay. I, the, almost too many to get into. Well, save some. Save yeah. some. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Oh, you're already done. You're looking oh, for I mean, I have got more fashion. If you want to talk about more fashion, I have more fashion. But I, no, you I'm know. done with my fashion. I only captured Oregon D. Um, oh, here's one. I'll just do a quick one. I just wanted to explain this for folks because it sounded really cute. You can joke about it all you like, Jessica said. As a matter of fact, he is going to be there, and I'm making sure he notices me. So what do you think? Is the sweater dress okay? And that's when you, like, make a dress for your sweater. Oh, okay. So you're going to wear a sweater, but the sweater's wearing a dress. But the sweater's wearing a dress. Yeah. That sounds nice. And then when, like, on the runway, when they're like, the reporter's like, who are you wearing? Then you can be like... Why don't you ask my sweater? Yeah. I'm wearing sweater, but as the <laughs> yeah. sweater. As the sweater who she's wearing. <laughs> dress. A dress is the answer. <laughs> good. That's good. And do you also wear a dress then, or is it just the sweater? You wouldn't want to clash. No, you, you wear wanna... the sweater. You and wear again, the sweater. So you're, you're nude from no the bottoms. button down. Yeah. But no but one's looking. But the sweater looking. is wearing no a dress. This is actually isn't scandalous. No one's looking at your nude bottom no you're you're like a because canvas they're, they're no one like, cares about the canvas you know yeah. people care about the paint they're, they're fascinated by the fact that it's like have you ever seen a sweater wearing a dress right and it's and the dress is hanging down off the sweater in a way that covers your vagina okay <laughs> yeah uh or more accurately your vulva yeah thank you um but your butt is still yeah our butt's out. still out there yeah 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 um jack yeah it is a well-known fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost said theory, but I think at this point it's confirmed fact that yeah, the Sweet Valley High books take place in an alternate universe where the girls are all human girls and the boys are all sentient cars. automobiles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. called car theory. Yeah. And we got some pretty important evidence in support of car theory car this theory. week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Notably, Bruce Pac-Man... Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Pac-Man's really kind of showing it off. Car. Yeah. Elizabeth was in love with Bruce Pac-Man since her freshman year. He was the most desirable guy in school. Beside being movie star handsome, he was fabulously rich and drove a terrific black Porsche. Okay. So there's three things about Bruce Pac-Man. Yeah. Handsome. Movie yep. star handsome. Fabulously rich. Mm-hmm. Black Porsche. Black Porsche. Yep. I think if you asked if you asked someone to describe me, a human man, mm-hmm. what the three most notable things about me, I don't think anyone would ever get around to drives a twenty seventeen Jetta Volkswagen Jetta. I've never said it. Nope. I no. don't even think most people would know what I drive. No. Twenty seventeen Volkswagen Jetta. Yeah. Pretty cool. And that's because I'm a human man. Right. Yes. But if you were, say 
A black, black Porsche. Porsche. Yeah. Black Porsche might make it into the top three. Yeah. No. Of ways certainly. to describe you. Yeah. You know? Um, and then, hey, watch it. You're going to smudge my masterpiece. I want to look absolutely perfect in case I happen to run into you-know-who. Calling yourself, calling your looks mm-hmm. your masterpiece, Yeah, as cool. Jessica did there, that's cool, it's, and that's something I'm going to start doing. Yeah, it rules. Yeah. <laughs> you don't touch my masterpiece. <laughs> Kara cast Jessica a knowing grin as she waved goodbye to Lila. You know whose initials wouldn't happen to be BP by any chance, would they? You've got it, Jessica giggled, for beautiful person. Or maybe Black Porsche, Carrie. <laughs> yeah, there it is right there, Francine. Yeah. She put it right there in case we hadn't already fucking picked up on it. Yeah, maybe he's a Black Porsche. Oh, you mean the Black Porsche? Yeah, and that's Bruce what Pac-Man. BP stands for. Yeah. In case we hadn't, because it was, t- she thought that we would have put it together from the first book. She's like, I'm going to sneakily have his initials be BP, and then people will kind of figure out. And then, like, none of the fans who wrote her fan letters were like, oh, I got it. And she's like, okay, I'm just going to fucking literally spell it. it out. His name is BP Black Porsche. Bruce Pac Man is a car. He's a car, and he's a car. And the, and the boys the are, cars are cars in these books. Well, let me read something that kind of complicates car theory a little bit, and you tell me about it. Tell me what you think about this. Okay. I think it's nice that you're helping George, Elizabeth said. There's no reason Ronnie should be jealous over a few friendly letters. Enid groaned. You're talking about someone who turns green if I look sideways at another guy by accident. And that's the Hulk. Last Mm -hmm. week, he caught me going over a homework assignment with a guy in my history class. I thought he was going to blow a fuse, and that's a car. Cars can blow. My 2017 Jetta yeah. blows fuses all the time, and that's a car. I'll try to I'll try to open the uh, the moonroof. Yeah, and, and it's just like yeah, that's like that's a fuck. Car. I have a, a pack of fuses in my glove compartment. He's a green car. That's what it is. He turns green if I look. Glove so, compartment, so, more like fuse compartment. Am I right? <laughs> that's not because of how often the fuses blow in the fucking car. Um, but here's what Francine says next. Yep. A tiny alarm went off inside Elizabeth. Okay. And what now do alarms this go off inside? Cars. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. Cars. Can I tell a story from my past? <laughs> okay. When I was in college, story's sort of gross. Should I do mm. the gross part or just skip the gross part? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I can't say. I don't know. In college, I drove not a minivan, but like a full size van. Okay. That my grandfather gifted me. It was huge and it had a electric f- fully reclining couch in the back that turned into a full size bed. <laughs> and you could just hit a button and it went from couch to full size bed and it was in the back of the van. Okay. And this is what I drove. Is that the gross daily, part? Daily, no. <laughs> yeah. The gross part is that my friends and I had like a thing that was like the first person who can convince someone to come back to the van Ugh. with okay. them. That's gross. Like yeah. maybe, you know, get some kind of And nobody notoriety. won, did they? And no, that's absolutely part. not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't even a consideration. It's like. It wasn't really a thing. Yeah. No, no, no. The, yeah. It was a joke. It was us burning ourselves because it's like absolutely not. No one's ever going to yeah. invite anyone anywhere. Yeah. Let alone to the back of a van. Yeah. Um, it was a touchy car mm-hmm. and had some bad electric issues because everything on it was electric. And the um, alarm on it would go off like a hair Okay, could trigger this thing. 
Yeah. And one morning uh, in college, keep in mind, I, I woke up at maybe like 11 a.m. And I heard the distinct sound of my van alarm, my van's alarm going off. Yeah. And I trudged down the block because my van was not anywhere near my house at the time. It was like a half a block away and disabled the alarm. And a guy came out of his house and he was like, you know, that's been going since like 630, right? Oh, you fucker. <laughs> God, that like, sucks. No, I didn't. Know <laughs> I'm a college like, student. I can like, sleep through anything. Would you not park your van here ever again? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, will you come back to the van with me? <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty nice I've got a bet going. Yeah. <laughs> um, good. Good story. Um, and a tiny alarm went off inside Elizabeth, and we don't know. We'll never know. It doesn't yeah, make sense. Yeah, maybe the with girls the, are cars, the, too. Maybe the girls. It's a car book. Hard to say. Um, Schwedor Burns. Mm. I would love that. <sighs> It's a little thing we have, and it's called our... <gasps> cool. I like the Bane voice you did. Not Bane. Not no, Bane. That's Bane, not is Bane. Bane is that's like, bird of the week. Bird of the week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that is like... Wait, that uh, was Mickey. I did Mickey Mouse. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it was closer to Batman, actually. It was closer to Batman. It was closer to um, George Warren. We call it um, scary. Wait, my Miles and I do it a lot. Okay, and we call it scary voice boy. Okay, that's fun. I need a new diaper, <laughs> and he'll do it too. I need a new diaper. That's funny. Yeah. Um, let's do burns. I got a burn. You want to hear my burn? Yes. Uh, this is a burn on Jessica Wakefield. Okay. Jessica sighed. She'd never wanted anything so badly in her entire life as she wanted to go to the dance with Bruce. It was a new feeling for her. She was used to getting what she wanted, one way or another. And yet half the time, Bruce acted as if he scarcely noticed she was alive, even though she'd done everything she could to get him to notice. Like the time she dropped a half a ton of books right at his feet in study hall. Bruce had only grinned lazily and without lifting a single finger to help her pick anything up, commented... Way to go, Wakefield. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. Maybe Bruce owns. Bruce kind of owns. Maybe I've got to say. Cool. Yeah, I'm liking Bruce at the moment. Yeah. Um, my burn is right after the the grand scheme is revealed where Elizabeth has maneuvered Winston Egbert into being the king of the prom. Okay. And Jessica has become aware of the plot. Yeah. Congratulations, sis, Elizabeth offered. You don't look too happy about it. How could you do such a horrendous thing to me, Jessica hissed. How could you do such a horrendous thing to me? How how could you do such a horrendous thing to me? She's like King Hiss. Yeah, Jessica hissed. Her eyes throwing off sparks of green fire, and that also sounds a lot like King Hiss. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't the slightest idea what you're talking about, Elizabeth answered, smiling sweetly. Would you like some punch, Jessica? I'd like to punch you in the face. <laughs> she walked right into that one. She's <laughs> That's really awesome. Elegant, that you know? Yeah. That's elegant. Yeah. Good. Good book. It was a good book. These books are pretty fun. Yeah, they're pretty fun. They're, they're like 
I remember the first one we read, I was like, I don't like these books. But I was also fully immersed in the Babysitter's Club at that time, like the sweet, innocent Babysitter's Club. Yeah. And now all I've been reading is romance novels. And yeah. It's like, these books are pretty fucking fun. They're fun. It's fun. Yeah. This was fun. It's There's a, there's like a sense of humor to it. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe we'll do another one. Who knows? I think probably we're going to do a few more Sweet Valley High books. We're going to do a, a few more other books like Sweet Valley High. We might maybe. just do a, maybe f- a, Nancy a, Drew. a few more weeks of programming that are BSCC adjacent. Yeah. And then at some point, uh, it's romance. we will... It's a romance. Pull the trigger on Strange Bedfellows, our romance podcast. Um, yeah, which will be uh, pretty similar to this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for us to leave. It's also time for us to go. I would like to thank you, Tanner, very much for bearing with me. You're welcome. I would like, in particular, to thank the, um, what do we say? Valley, valley wags? wags? That's <laughs> nothing. That's not a thing. That's I'd like to thank called. our listeners, the Valley the Wags. The Valley Wags. For remember um, the Gawker blog, guys. Yeah, remember it's from the Gawker blog. It was a Gawker <laughs> blog about Silicon Valley. It was yeah, in like two thousand and seven. Yeah, um, and uh, I'd like to thank them for bearing with us, and thank you, listener, dear listener, for bearing with us, listener. I married him. That's from Jane Eyre. Yeah. And what I would like to say is that you must subscribe to our Patreon. You must. You must. It's patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. We have another podcast. We talk about the Little Sister books. Currently, the kids in Miss Coleman class. And soon, I think, Saddle Club? Oh, we're doing Saddle Club? That's what I think. Or maybe Sweet Valley Twins. After we get through all, whatever, 150. How about that? How about that? I don't know. Let us know if, you know... (laughs) Who but knows? that's gonna be that's fun. It's fun, and we sing the descriptions, and it's only five dollars. I think it's a month. become abundantly clear to all of you that we don't have a plan, and we never do. We never will. Yeah, but we just we, go we, with our whims. We muddle through, don't we? But we still um, put out a fucking two podcasts every week for you. That's gotta count for something. Grateful, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's nice, and thank you for listening to our yeah, show, please, and we love you, listening. and also kiss you. Um, and but please subscribe to our Patreon. It's the only way we support our families, and um, uh, we. Well, I have we, a job. I have a full time job. Yeah, and I have. That's, I how, I, that's of, how I mostly support my. I'm family. like model. I'm doing the uh, the professional version of what I'm doing with this podcast, which is like every week I'm like, "What's the next thing going to be?" I don't know. <laughs> I forgot to think about it. <laughs> anyway, subscribe to our Patreon and buy our merch. Bit.ly/slash/bscc merch, and please do join the Facebook group. Everyone in there is nice and also very very good, and we mm. love everybody in there, and it's such mm-hmm. a nice place to be, and we post discussion threads and everybody posts fun things and we all like each other and it's a good place to be. It's baby nation and it's on Facebook. Please subscribe to the show. Um, I, this is a thing I'm saying now. I think a lot of people listen, but don't subscribe. It makes a difference if you hit subscribe and is that true. Also, How would you even do that? I don't know what's happening, but subscribe Just to the subscribe. show, write and review the show and recommend the show to a friend. Um, these yes. things matter to us. Um, and, um, uh, that's it. That's it. That's all that I have to say to you, except to say that uh, this week we read a novel. The novel was called Sweet Valley High Number Two Secrets. Secrets. I think probably for the sake of continuity, next week we're going to be discussing uh, Sweet Valley High Number Three Playing with Fire. Mm. Um, but if we can't get our shit together to get that right, we'll have something else. But we will be discussing Sweet Valley High Number Three Playing with Fire soon. Are we going to have a guest? If, uh, yeah, we're, we've got a guest who's an expert. She knows way more about Sweet Valley High than either of us because yeah. she does have 
her own podcast all about yeah. Sweet Valley. Yeah. And she's probably feeling pretty threatened right now by these two. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Sniffing perfect. around. Yeah. Fire a few shots across the bow. There we go. That's good. Yeah. That's good. You want to keep the guests on their toes when they <laughs> kindly agree to be on your podcast to help you talk about the book. Yeah. Um, guess what, friends? Um, all that remains is for me to say that this week I have been a Sweet Valley Jack. My name is Tanner. Perfect. And we don't have an outro, so uh, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Valley Boys, if you love Sweet Valley, better make some noise. It's the Sweet, Sweet Valley Library. Sweet Valley Jack and Tanner enjoy. Have a sweet analysis of the Sweet Valley Books. We'll never annoy. It's the Sweet,